Hey, Derek. Hey, Adam. What's up? How's things, man? Things are good. Sitting here on you're, the couch, uh, petting my dog. Yeah, you're relaxing after uh, a busy weekend at uh, in New Orleans, huh? Yeah, man. It's crazy how tired you can get not even driving. Uh, yeah, I, I like Monday when I got home, uh, or Tuesday. I got home Monday night at like midnight. Tuesday, I was the tiredest person I've ever been. I've never been more tired in my life. It, it was literally the worst. <laughs> yeah. That was how the, was uh, how was your? That was the first grid life you, event I've ever been able to um, drive to, and drive home and sleep in my bed on Sunday night. Yeah, it was what eight hours. Eight hours, yeah. So I left at like three. That's not, not so bad. And I got yeah. home at like midnight with stops. Yeah, that's, besides uh, besi- besides Circuit of the Americas, that's about all you got. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the first grid life event that's been in a state that borders texas yeah uh yeah i think you're right so um that was nice what did you think of uh what did you think of nola it was nice i mean it was it was it was pretty sick i wasn't expecting the facility to be that nice um i knew the track would be good because everyone says they like the track um and it seemed like everyone did like the track all the all the out-of-towners yeah Cotillo really liked it. Yeah, he uh, Eric had his car about as hooked up as you could have a car for any racetrack. Yeah, uh, unbelievable, like unbelievable. But yeah, his um, car his car has been like that ever since he did this this you know aero package for DLTC. It's been yeah slow in a straight the aero line. stuff and his suspension stuff and yeah, yeah. it's been slow in a straight line, but. Um, you know, really fast in the corners, which is like opposite yeah. of what you would think a front wheel drive car would be. But yeah, his ex- his acceleration curve is uh, it's like fine. Like it's it's not that's it's it's obviously front running GLTC, but like uh, he's not out braking anybody. He's not out accelerating anybody. He's just out turning everybody. It's crazy. I mean, he, he's he's really it seems almost under. Like it's like. It's like even until about a hundred mile an hour, and then yeah. the rest of the all the other cars pull away a little bit. Um, but then yeah. he but then he goes like eight mile an hour faster through the S's and the next fastest. Oh, it was so. It, it was almost like dangerous looking. Look, watching his video. Uh, yeah. How much faster he was in the S's. <laughs> yeah, when he was coming up behind people. But, oh, crazy! Absolutely nuts. Um. Yeah, that facility was gorgeous. Uh, running three tracks at the same time is hard, uh, but I'm glad we did it. We had the skid pad, we had the cart track for drift, uh, and then obviously big track for time attack, HPDE, GLTC, and a little bit of drift. But yeah, that was it was a real busy one, but it it went really well. Yeah, I think I mean I, I think everybody had fun that went. I mean I definitely had fun. Yeah. I had a lot of new uh, new to grid life drivers came, come up to me afterwards and say that they really enjoyed it. They were really impressed, and they can't wait for the next one, which that made me very happy. So, Yeah. Um, I, I have it, a, it was a thing I actually wasn't expecting that. But, uh, oh, really? I had a ton of yeah, a ton of my buddies that have never been to a grid life and kind of would have never taken the chance on traveling far for one because they didn't think they right. would like it. But since NOLA was within, you know, a track they normally go to anyway. They they were like, all right, well, let's do it. Now they're all like, yeah, I mean, we might have to do NCM, you know, like, probably, <laughs> yeah, probably like, you know, six or seven people at least, you know, didn't. Oh, good. Didn't. Yeah. Like, and, especially, and I, like it, we, especially my buddy Chet, um, I was saying that he was going to come in the Grand Sport and, and he yeah. did, and he did, and he won his class for Street GT, but he was, right. He kind of like he was bullshitting with me like I don't know like six months ago or a year ago, and I was trying to get him to come to some faraway event. He was like, back then he had his C5 car, uh, the C5 like real TT car, and he was like, oh, I'll, n- I'll never drive that far for grid life. That doesn't look like my scene. Blah blah blah. And then he was like, well, if you come to Nola, then I'll go. 
you know, on the thought that we would never go there to that track. And then so right, once, we right. just, once we, you know, once you guys told me that we were going there, I was like, well, put your money where your mouth is. And he did. He uh, <laughs> he rented that C7 actually and, and come and ran with us. He doesn't have a track car right now. Did that? That's the dude that uh, he bought a set of like AO52s for it too, right? Yeah, he rented the car and bought a set of AO52s, and then yeah, you know, he did uh, well. Yeah, yeah, fastest. Uh, went. I think he went a fifty point one. I mean, one of the fastest cars on the weekend. In, you know, running street yeah. GT. Um, but but yeah, we had forty uh, eights and forty nines, and uh, but not a lot of them. And then uh, a bunch yeah. of fifties, and yeah. I think, um, but my point was that he was just kind of like iffy on all of it, but now he's like, wait, now he's telling me he might be going to some other ones, you know, so. That's good. Yeah, pretty uh, cool. I I was nervous about this one because we had, um, like, basically we're on Skeleton Crew. It's a thousand miles away. It's a place I've never been. Uh, We're doing too many things at the same time, like, uh and uh really like the only bad thing that happened was that the pa system like was super inadequate to talk to everybody because like the pa for the main track couldn't talk to the cart track which is where everybody had to paddock because there was like 700 power trucks parking in the main track parking uh because of the hurricane the week before and like they used it as a base of operations um and so, like, I literally had to, like, go over to CartTrack to make announcements or just send a ton of text messages. Uh, it, it was a little bit annoying in that respect, but, like, overall, it was it yeah. was, it was was fine. Like, overall, we're, it was great. So. We're really lucky because if that hurricane would have been like the hurricanes that hit Louisiana earlier this year, we wouldn't have been able to do the event. There wouldn't have been hotels right. or restaurants open or anything, you know, so. Yeah, it would have been real bad, huh? Yeah, but... But it all it all worked out, and I think everyone had fun. And I, you know, I hope we can go back next year. I really enjoyed driving the track. Even I just drove it in the spec fit for like one session on Sunday, and like that track is awesome. Like it's awesome. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's really fun. Like stunningly fun. So, it's so fast. Um, I calculated and, Pete Till's uh, average, yeah. a- average mile an hour, and it was high eighty. Like eighty eight. I think it was eighty eight mile an hour average. So fast <laughs> on a car that only goes 124 on the track, you know. Yeah, it's average like, mile an hour is like, like top yeah. of fourth, bottom of fifth average mile an hour. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, very fast. How was uh, how was your journey down? You took the truck. Uh, you had your your AC unit in the back window and your generators ready to go in case you needed it. Yeah, and. Um, I actually didn't end up using it. I ended up crashing with Luke in his hotel. He usually, yeah. our buddy Luke McGrew, him and Eric Meadows, they usually stay in the hotels together. Um, but Eric brought his girlfriend, and so they got their own hotel room. So Luke was all lonely. Yeah. He got a double bed. So he was like, yeah. all right, come stay with me. It's like, okay, might as well. Instead yeah, you guys of, got to spoon? Yeah, got to spoon. No, it was, we had two beds. but um, Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was gonna do the setup thing. I was gonna sleep in the truck, but there was I mean they have it. They have a nice shower at that track, um, but they were saying that a lot of the worker people were using it and stuff like that. And there was only one shower. Yeah. It it was weird. There was, they had a shower, but there was only there was like one in the car track area, and then there was one down yep. by that other tower. Yeah, the and main tower has. I mean, you can you can like a bunch of people can take a shower at the same time. I think. Yeah, but, and then uh, there yeah. was, uh, and then it it seemed like it was drizzly. Like it wanted to drizzle all day, but never really did during the day during track time. But at night, it was it rained like every night, all night, and so yeah, it rained real pretty hard on Saturday. Uh, Friday it rained like a little bit, and then stopped probably about eleven. But uh, yeah, yeah. But you you would have been wet and a little bit swampy, and yeah, you didn't yeah. miss much by uh, you know. by camping. Yeah, because I kind of I decided yeah. like Luke was like, "Come crash at the hotel," and I was like, "Well, it's raining, so I might as well." Yeah, and a lot of the tracks, the um, hotels are are a little bit ways away, but the hotel was was I think five minutes or four minutes. It was like two miles away. Super close. Yeah. 
Like it, it was probably like probably half of the distance was getting out of the racetrack. <laughs> oh yeah, for the most part. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The place is so big. It's so big. Um, the uh, ride home was uneventful for you. Just cruised on. Just happy to be in my we, bed. It's kind of a catch twenty two though because didn't, uh, your trailer didn't explode and you didn't have to like uh, uh, get a hotel room and order trailer parts or anything fun. No. No, not no, that. No regular Derek journey. Because normally I'm, I'm forced to take off work Monday, and so I'll right. roll in. I'll roll in Monday afternoon, and then go to work. You know, go to work Tuesday. But I couldn't justify taking off work, and so I was tired as crap no. Monday because I went to work. Yeah. And that was the only. Yeah, really the. Thing. Uh, not taking a trailer and not taking a race car makes it be able to tow a little faster and. We'll worry about it a little less too. So, yeah, I you know people say that I don't really. I mean, I have to worry about the trailer if it breaks, but I don't really care too much. Like whether I'm towing or driving my truck, you know, without the trailer, I, I really go the Hammer same. Down. Sp- yeah, I, I go the same <laughs> speed. It doesn't really matter for me. I go five over the whole yeah. way. So, e- e- yeah, way. that's about what I do. Yeah, it, it don't. It don't really make a difference. I, I I can go farther on a tank of fuel with no trailer. That's about that's about the only yep. difference. It is a pain in the ass because uh, I want to unload the car when I get home if I bring the car because yeah. I I live in an apartment complex where I have a driveway but my trailer stays in a covered parking area that's on the other side of the apartment complex. Whereas once I get a house. And I'll move to an enclosed trailer, you know, pretty soon after that, too. I'll probably, whenever I get home, I'll just unload the next day. You know, just park. Right. Just pull the truck in the, in the trailer in the driveway and park it. Go inside and go to bed. That is the beauty of, like, an enclosed trailer. It could just kind of, it's a garage also. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Because, like, when you load your truck with a bunch of stuff in the bed, you don't really want to load that up the day before. Because right. people can get in it looking forward to that yeah i uh i think i might have an enclosed trailer for sale right behind me if you want to buy one so i would have wanted to buy it but i don't want to buy it right now we'll see if you still have it for sale we're selling the grid life uh worker worker workhorse uh 20 foot enclosed if anybody wants a it's actually it's actually a really nice 20 foot enclosed like it's never lived outdoors either so like it's not rusty underneath it's actually painted underneath too, um, and cabinets inside, and it's yeah, it's a nice little trailer. It's American cargo, I think, or something like that. U.S. Yeah, cargo. I've walked around yeah. it. It's it's sharp. It's nice inside. It's just a basic twenty eight yeah. clothes with cabinets. Yep, I'm uh, I'm buying a twenty eight footer, hopefully, and we're we're gonna get a smaller one for Chris, uh, so he can tow with the van and feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so this thing's kind of like right in the middle of all of our needs. Yeah, uh, so that's pretty long with yeah, your RV. I'm, yeah, I'll, uh, sometimes you get to be a naughty boy. I'm going to be illegal, but nobody, nobody will know. So. Yeah, I want all the, I want all the room. I want to be able to put my car in, and I want to be able to put the pit card in. I want to be able to put my rolling toolbox in, and then still have like four feet of floor space for bins and buckets and everything. You know, um, so yeah, a 28 is, it's just kind of what I need. I need something yeah. bigger. So that's what that's what Luke has a twenty eight. It's a good lean. Yeah, this this one is got uh, the one I want to buy has like seven thousand pound axles also, um, so real heavy duty. Like, hopefully I never have to ever change a, a hub or a tire. <laughs> on the way home we lost a tire. Uh, on the way down we lost two hubs. Uh, luckily I had two hubs in the trailer. It was uh, we were we were over prepared, but. Uh, yeah, it was it was a very stressful ride down, and I was very very tired by the time I got got to the track. But well, you um, weren't you weren't over, over prepared. You were adequately prepared. Well, yeah, I mean, we were. <laughs> most people don't have two spare spare hubs in their trailer, but I did. But uh, at three a.m. in the middle of Illinois, I was really glad that we did. But, yeah, I don't blame um, you. On uh, on the way back, I lost a trailer tire in a way that I've never lost one before. How so? Um, it lost the it lost the tread, but it didn't blow. Like it like it it it, it like uh, it like shed the tread, and then it was like bare cords. It was very strange. 
Oh, like the whole husk of the tire flew off. It's weird. I never had that on a regular trailer tire. It's like, you know, like a semi-truck, like, loses a retread. Like, it was yeah. like that, except for it wasn't a retread tire. It's just, like, the, the tire delaminated completely. But I I've seen that before on a car tire. This uh, this one was it probably started because it had started cording on the inside because it was one of the it was one it was like a nice brand new tire and then it got corded on the inside because the wheel bearing must have been dead for a while and so it was running on on more camber uh, and like cockeyed uh, and so when I changed the the wheel bearing I pulled the tire off I'm like shit it's like a perfect tire and now it's corded on the inside yeah. Um, and we only had one spare tire, so I thought, well, it's we're just gonna roll on it, see how long it lasted. It lasted like another fifteen hours of use, so that was that was fine, I guess. But didn't hurt anything when it came apart. So yeah, it was quite a journey. I'm kind of I'm kind of over big big long road trips right now. I need a few months off. Like I almost don't have anything to talk about other than like, wow, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's that's the story of my day right now is like, man, still not recovered at all, <laughs> and it's like three days later. Man, I'm I gotta um, work on my car. I'm probably gonna go mess with. Yeah, it what do you gotta do? You gotta you got the axles and stuff ready to go yet or no? Um, Luke. Well, I ordered from I ordered two axles from LKQ because there weren't on any on eBay, and I sent them to Luke's house because he has my Mazda axles. He's going to make the hybrid axles for me. Where it right. has an RX-8 half and an MX-5 half. And one of them was good and then one of them had a torn boot. So Luke said it was all crunchy. And so I called him back. I called IQQ back and said, hey, this one's got a torn boot. And they're like, okay, we'll send you another one. Don't You can just recycle that one that we sent. And I was like, okay. And so they sent another one. And that got to Luke's house when he was on the way to NOLA. So when he oh, got okay. back, he looked at it, and it was just, just like, completely rusty. Like, the side oh, that geez. goes in the diff, the side we don't need, was perfect, and the outer was super rusty and disgusting. So I called LKQ back again, and I was like, hey, y'all send me another crappy axle. It's all rusty. And the, the lady was like, oh, Mr. Yarbrough, that one was from Ohio. I was like, well, can you send me one from Texas? She was like, sure thing. <laughs> so Really? Yeah, same deal. They should just throw away the other axles. So, I guess if you need to order any junk parts, LKQ's pretty good about that because if <laughs> they send you bad stuff, they'll just keep like, sending you until you get a good one. Like, was it rusty enough? Like that the splines were gross and not usable. Um, I mean, he just sent me a picture, but it was like pretty nasty. Yeah, probably been sitting outside in like a a lean to yeah. for years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so mean, what else you got to do? You got the is the trans back in the car yet or no? Well, the stock one's in it still, um, but it's like halfway. Like all the stuff's out of the way to take it out. So that's what I'm gonna go work on now tonight. Some is I mean all I have okay. to do left to take the shifter out is drain the oil out of the transmission, unplug the wires, take the shifter off, and then unbolt the bell housing bolts. So okay. That's our project. So you, for the, so this you week. still have your stock transmission? Yeah, it's in the car. So that's what I'm taking out. I'm gonna put okay. the other one in, and I'm gonna keep the stock one for a spare. Okay, I didn't know that. I thought you had sent yours to him, but no, I wanted to keep my stock one for a spare because it was like yeah, and yours is a low mileage. So yeah, because it, it wasn't broken, and then after shipping versus what I would get back for a core, it didn't really make sense. Right, that makes sense. So. So you just bought you just straight up bought one from Walter, huh? Yeah, I just bought one from him. It was only a, right. the so cord the cord fee was like four or five hundred bucks. So you know, it was right. just that's not too bad. Yeah, it was basically you know because junkyard if this, price. If this one blows up, whenever, then I have my stock one still, and this one can get re, you know fixed, and then I can swap it. You know, so I'm never stuck without a way to drive the car. Yeah. So so he does uh he does like stronger gears and better ratios, huh? Uh yeah, I just whatever you ask for. Um most of the time they're they're just built with the with the stock ratios. Um Luke's had some problems with his, but now he's got one in it that worked all weekend at Nola, so hopefully 
But he's got a six speed, yeah, so s- his is different than mine. Mine's mine's a five speed, so it's similar to the NA and MB five speeds, just with the different bell housing. Right. I want to see Luke put a G-Force dog box in that thing so bad, dude. Yeah, me too. I told him to do that. Oh, that'd be so cool. He he doesn't. You can give him ideas, but he has to come to him on his own. Right. He'll he'll probably end up <laughs> with that, but he's got to get there, get there on his yeah. own. I want to see that, those that, big old clanky banging shifts and. Yeah, that's what I want to do to my car too, especially with such yeah. a, a low rev limit in these cars. It'd be really nice to have super tight four speed box. Yeah. Like Seventy mile an hour first gear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just real sl- like you start the race in first gear. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Yeah. Be, yeah, I know. It could be super awesome. <laughs> yeah. I've it never driven anything anything with one of those boxes. I don't even know if they drive well. But anything with what? With like a G Force box. I've never driven anything with like a trans like that. But yeah, yeah. me neither. Um, but the drifters all have them. It seems like yeah, they hold up. Seems like you just have to, you just have to really drive them. You know, you can't really yeah beat the, beat yeah. the daylights out of them. Yeah, you gotta shift with intention. Yeah, I uh, uh, did I tell you that I that I drove drifty car things? Uh, what'd you say? You drove what? Did I did I tell you that I went that I did drifty car things? Oh no, <laughs> in Andy's three three fifty Z or whatever. Dude, it was the best. Is it fun? <laughs> oh, it was. Uh, it was way more fun than I thought it would be. Like did, it was. Did, did you spin out? Uh, yeah, I spun out a couple times, but like I linked the whole skid pad course together one time, uh, maybe twice. That's pretty uh, good. Robert Thorne uh, helped me a little bit. He rode with me a couple times, and he gave me some pointers. Uh, the car is super basic. Like it's just basically a Z with a handbrake and uh, a good diff. Um, it was so so fun. Uh, so now I kind of want to build a drift car, but I really don't want to have more cars either. So yeah, I, I have that thought sometimes, but I can't handle. I, I I can't even handle maintaining a street car in my race car, much less right another. Yeah, right now it's not the time of my life thing. for it, but uh, someday, someday. Yeah, I mean it was it was I mean it was like stupid fun. I was. I, I loved it, uh, and it felt really intuitive. Like I, I didn't think that I would pick up on it like that. And like the first time I tried to drift, uh, the very first turn, like I nailed it, nailed the That's first awesome. turn, and it felt felt super intuitive. So, uh, handbrakes are dope. They're super fun. Uh, it was everything I had ever hoped it would be. <laughs> Did that one have um, extra angle kit deal? Uh, yeah, it's got an angle kit on the front. It's got some just cheap eBay coilovers. Um, it's got a Tome like clutch type diff. Uh, I think the back end is all spherical bushings everywhere, so it felt real solid. Um, and uh, and it had like basically it's a twin caliper rear setup with a handbrake on one of the calipers. So um, I spun out one time because the clutch went to the floor. Uh, because the exhaust like runs right by the clutch and it was just boiling fluid but um yeah it was it was just a stock 350z you know 250 horsepower or whatever and oh it was just awesome it was so cool dang can't wait to do it again i need to do that dude it was great i didn't think it would be that awesome and it was it was better than i thought did you go to the skid pad first or you just go straight on the car track no, I, I only did the skid pad. Oh, you did the skid pad the whole time. Okay. Yeah, we we had like uh we had basically like a big S S like not S, it was like a double S uh course set up just around barrels on the skid pad. Mm. Um and I just did I probably I think I did 10 or 12 runs. So um yeah, it was just awesome. I loved it. The tires that we were using were um uh, what are they called? Uh, Cosmos uh, Mucho Machos. That's the tires we were using. <laughs> Mucho Machos. That's funny. That's like literally what it says on the sidewall. Cosmos Mucho Machos. They have some um, weird tire names and the off-brand tires. Dude, it, I, I was I loved it so much. I can't Uni- wait to do it again. Uniroyal Tiger Paws. Yeah, like man. That. That's a that. That's a that's a that's like a very popular uh, minivan tire from the '80s too. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, now I've got a new uh, daydream fantasy thing in my life, which is, I didn't need more of that, but uh, it is what it is. So. Man, I'm, I just want to drive my car. That's it. Yeah. You're going to have it out. Uh, what's your first, uh, what's your first planned stop for it next year? I'm going to run it at Coda. And then right. the rest of the year is all depends on when we are, when we're getting the house. So, have you thought about um, renting it out to people and doing co-drives? Um, I I did it with DJ last weekend at, or last year at Coda, and right. I just I just didn't really like it. I mean, I enjoyed it the weekend, but I didn't enjoy watching my car get driven or only having half the sessions to drive it. Yep, I can see and that. And it's it's like it's like it's a it's max effort for me to run that car. You know, it's it's it takes a lot of focus in my life. It's not just like a side deal. You know, so if yep, that car, I know, if that, I know what you if, mean. If that car gets tore up, even if they pay for it, that's such a huge inconvenience. You know. Yeah. Like say like say it yeah. gets it gets wrecked and they write the check. I still have to bring it somewhere to get fixed and probably will end up having to work on some of it myself. And what if it yeah. gets totaled and then you're kind of risking friendships if something happens. Uh, yeah, you'd, you'd rather ruin it yourself than let somebody else maybe ruin it. Yeah, yeah or hopefully not ruin it at all. And they, and they might not either. Obviously. They might not yeah. either, but you're, you know, you're, you're risking that. If it was, you know, if I had another car or... Or if I was financially well off enough where it didn't matter, then it would be different. Right. Um, but then I, if I was that that person, then I would just be racing anyway because I wouldn't need a co-drive. You know, I just don't. It, 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 if you need a co-drive for financial reasons, it seems like it's not really worth it for financial risk. You know. Yeah, I kind of. I I always wanted to ask you how that went. I mean, it seemed like it went fine. Um, but I never actually asked you how you felt about it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it in the moment, but it was just a special situation. For one, I, I trusted DJ. Um, he's got a really good car control, and he is an aggressive racer. Um, but I, I trusted him. He's got a good heart. I trusted he'd make it right if he messed the car up. Also, right. I knew it, I knew it would be kind of a small field, um, and it's also Coda with a million miles of paid runoff everywhere um yeah you could just drive off the end of the world and you still stop because you're not even on grass yet yeah and lastly i wasn't sure if we'd ever go back to coda again i didn't know how it would turn out if super lap battle would like that we were there um right if you if you guys if if you and chris would like the event and want to do it again so i was like well this might be my only chance to drive coda and i can't afford tires so this way i can do right. it and that was really the only reason. Yeah. Well, I'm glad so. you guys did it. You got, uh, what, third over the, third on the weekend? Yeah, third overall. Got the trophy sitting uh, sitting in here. Actually, I'm looking at it. Yeah. But that, was pretty this good. Year, that was a pretty good trophy. Clay made those. Yeah. This year, I'm, yeah, Clay made us some trophies. You need to use Clay for some more trophies. Can't, yeah, can't I get might out use those wood for, for Nola. Good. Can't, can't give out those wooden planks every single time. Well, we usually do the same trophy all year. So, I, but yeah, uh, got got to get uh, got to get some things uh, made. Uh, I thought something was in process, and it wasn't. And yeah, Nola crept up on us. But. Yeah, yeah. Too many details on these stupid events, man. Yeah. Well, if Clay does them, you could probably drop ship them. That'd be easy. Yeah, that's kind of my thought. I need to find somebody to do something. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping to uh, to be able to race with you at Coda. That's my plan. That'd so. be awesome. That'd be awesome. Somebody's really got to get middle of the middle pack. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm gonna put a lot of focus in in the making that one. So, I, I mean, my cars just gotta get put back together, and I put back some money for tires. I just need to put back the rest of the money for tires, and I'll be good to go. Um, my new my new transmission and diff gearing is gonna be like perfect. So. Think it'll be good for Coda also? Yeah, it's perfect for Coda. Really good for Coda. Good. Good. 
Yeah, I'm undecided what trans to run. Uh, I've got two transmissions now. i got to stare at the ratios a little bit more. Uh, I'll probably leave the one in that I have because it's got a little bit higher top speed. Uh, but the fourth to fifth shift is a little bit bigger. Um, so it does kind of fall on its face when you hit fifth. But, um, yeah, just uh, something to figure out. Yeah. Just one, one less thing to do if I don't have to swap the trans. So maybe I'll do it for that reason. <laughs> I am thinking about changing my setup a little bit, uh, especially for Road America, you know, when I ever get to race there for the first time. Um, because we lowered the threshold for 245 to so 2,600 pounds, right. if, I, if I put a splitter on, I can, I'll be 2,610. Okay. So I might try... A splitter and 245s and see I tend to just like more grip in general maybe it won't race as well but I'm not gonna be winning any races anyway so I like like to try that not for coda just because I don't have time to or desire I'm I, I think I'm just over working on my car in a one-car garage I'm ready to get my house yeah I believe that I believe that yeah it's freaking it sucks but, man it's like I'm fortunate to have a garage and an apartment complex, but man, the freaking jack handle won't go down all the way without hitting the wall. And then right. I'm like trying to squeeze out of the freaking door and I guess first world problems, but man, I'm ready to have some room and be able to lay everything out. You know, that, uh, that place is attached to your house too, right? Like, isn't there like a hallway that goes to it? Yeah. It's, it's underneath my living room. So there's stairs. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's the first yeah, floor. Yeah. That, that, for like an apartment, that's really not a bad setup, but uh, for a racer, it's not ideal, obviously. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's uh, the best situation that I can have being in an apartment complex. But because I my, know, because I know that we're so close to getting a house, um, right? I'm just ready to. You don't want to invest move. anymore. Yeah, you don't want to like make it any better, but you also don't want to use it because it's not what you want. Yeah. Yeah and, yeah, and I'm just like, if I had this project on my car, it'd be so much easier if I just waited and did it, did it whenever I had a bunch of room. I, I uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of landlocked in my garage because I've got you know a two car garage, but I do have a lift in my two car garage, just barely. Um, and it was such a mess after like the last two years of like project cars, um, that couple weeks ago i just i rearranged the entire garage and like built a toolbox finished building the toolbox like so all my tools are in a toolbox uh and i I like i I had to do something because the the garage was like i couldn't even work in there there's no room there's there's just junk all over the place i had to like redo it um and like now i'm stoked to go out there because i know where everything is i know what everything is and it's all clean um yeah, like that was the biggest the biggest thing I could do to start my my off season off right was to like get my house in order, get my garage in order. So, Dude, having I can a see clean the like, garage is so the, nice. Yeah, the deterrent of like having a place you don't want to work in, like yeah, that's that's a real deterrent. So, yeah, yeah, but it being full, you your setup your setup is pretty sweet though. I mean, for a two car garage, it's rad. It's like a little bit wide for a two car garage, but not much. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to work on Camaros in it. Yeah, um, but it's it's pretty good to work on a tiny little Honda in. Yeah, um, having the lift is heavy duty. That's that's pretty dude, sweet. Li- lifts are the freaking best. I can, uh, I'm putting the air jacks in uh, in the car, uh, and the, the biggest reason I want to put air jacks in the car is so that it's easier to put on the lift. Like it's a pain to put on the lift because it's so low. I gotta like run it up on wood and like pull the side skirts off and stuff. Yeah, um, I can't. I can't wait to put the air jacks on. Then just pop that thing up in the air, uh, and uh, just put put the, put the lift arms underneath of it. Put the little spacer blocks on there and lift it up even with the skirts on. I can't wait. If anyone uh, is listening and they work for race ramps, if you guys want to sponsor the podcast, holler at us. We could use some race ramps. I could ramps. totally go for some race ramps, too. We need some race ramp scale ramps. We need race ramp trailer ramps. We need race ramp lift ramps. <laughs> I'm going to build a, I'm gonna build a real nice set of wooden scale ramps if, uh, if we don't get some fancy race ramps. Don't worry. Yeah, I know, but wouldn't it be nice if they just sent us some? 
It would be nice. I, I looked through their catalog, and, like, they've got a set that would work okay. But um, I, I really I, I like the approach angle that of the ones that I built. I just want to make them twice as wide. Oh, um, yeah. Twice as wide would be good. Because, like, it, even, like, Cattill's car, which is the lowest thing in the world, like, it gets on my scale ramps without scraping, right? Um, yeah. But, like, yeah, I just want to make them wider. And I want to make the, the traveler boards in the middle a little bit wider. But... Um, and then I want to paint everything black so it looks official. So, yes, uh, official business. Yeah. They they are definitely uh, raw plywood. So, yeah, they are. They've been ar- they've been around. They've been a lot oh, of places. They've, they've scaled a lot of cars. <laughs> yeah, and they have scaled a lot of cars. Yeah, over and over and over and over. Uh, and we're getting pretty good at them. Like we're like, oh, Miatas are no no blocks. Civics two blocks. Uh, it like BMW add that third piece of wood. <laughs> yeah, S two thousand no block. Yeah, yep. FRSs FRSs are long. FRSs look. I didn't know that. Yeah, like I thought they were short, but they're not. They're not. They're as long as an E thirty six. You know, E two door E thirty six or four door E thirty six or E forty six. You look at them and yeah, you think I have that, that looks short like a Miata, but it's optical illusion. Right. Yeah, it's a big car. Like the wheelbase is big. Yeah, super. They're long. They're not super wide, but pretty pretty long cars. I've, yeah, I, I'm I'm liking those things more and more now. But. Yeah, I have a I have quite a few buddies that are really waiting on Causada to finish that K swap kit. He's gonna sell a shit ton of them I've, things. I I had uh, I had like half a dozen people at NOLA talk to me about uh, K Power Industries stuff uh, and K Series BRZ and um. Yeah, it seemed like there was a lot of listeners at NOLA too. A bunch of like a bunch of people I hadn't met before. So, um, yeah, probably like ten people came up to me and said, uh, "I've listened to the podcast for years, and it's always weird to me when that happens." <laughs> so, yeah, it's super weird. Cool to, cool to have listeners come out at least. So, and most of them were, were driving too. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, overall, really good event. My journey sucked. Your journey was easy. But the racing <laughs> was good, and that track, that track slaps, dude. That is not a slouch of a track. Yeah, uh, the track is sweet. It's yeah, it's it, pretty pretty sweet. I'm really happy that Kutil did the 51 that I said he would do, even though he wasn't legal. Yeah. Technically, yeah, he might have been th- uh, what three percent underweight. Well, he was he was at GLT spec, so I can say that the car went around the course at GLTC minimum weight. He just didn't have his rewards weight correct. Oh yeah, yeah. Because of his rewards weight, he would have been at uh, like he would have been. He, would, he was at GLTC weight for practice, qualify, etc. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he he thought he was a hundred pounds heavy. Um, right. Because it was just as light as the car. It was all the ballast out, and he just did the math wrong. Right. But so so it's kind of. Kind of good that he doesn't have to at, spend any money getting his car any lighter now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, but yeah, the thing went fast. Fifty uh, ones is freaking moving at that place. What did what did Luke get out of his fifty high fifty two or low fifty three? Low fifty three. I think Todd might have done a fifty two that didn't get scored on Race Hero, um, but had it on his aim data. Okay. But yeah, we would have seen some other 51s um, had some of the other fast cars came. Oh, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, um, and I think like having more and more, uh, like the more fast cars you have, the the more people go fast too. Like if there's a crop of dudes doing 52s, like uh, you're gonna have more people doing 52s. If like yeah. one person does 51s and everybody's in the 53s. Uh, it seems like uh, it seems like the more people that are real fast, uh, the more uh, like the faster the mid pack, uh, the upper, you know, like just behind the the front runners. Like everybody goes faster when when more than one person goes fast. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. It was just data sharing and people, more people to chase and people just couldn't keep the speed that Eric could through the S's. I mean, that was the main thing. It, the yeah. car, yeah, I mean, it was just it, set up, set up yeah. and driving. Yeah, set up and driving. Like, watching the videos and stuff, it seems like the line choice is real important through the S's. 
you got to set that first entry up really perfect and could get a get a good drive through them and then of course have a car that likes to turn at 105 mile an hour and not Dude, push so hooked up absolutely so, crazy yeah uh, i i th- I, I was I was pretty bummed to see Tamo's engine blow. I really wanted to see what his car had, but yeah, that um, was a really I bummer. Know. He didn't. He didn't I, I know have. He's got uh, plans. So he didn't have the Hoosier tires for that weekend. It would have been fun to yeah. see him. Uh, see if he could keep up with that. I mean, obviously Coutil would have been hard to beat him without Hoosiers, but uh, it would have been fun to see him mix it up with the. Uh, second to fifth place people yeah but it, it had a uh, it was weird it didn't it didn't even smoke or anything it just did the it made that sa- same sound luke's motor made at mid-ohio where it just went but it yeah. didn't smoke it just died and then he pulled over L- later on sunday um another unbaffled pan s2000 blew up in the exact same way uh in the exact same spot um, no way so it yeah, it almost had to have been oil starvation. Yeah, because I guess Tom's car, Tom's car wasn't baffled at the time. He had a, he literally had an uh, like an F twenty two baffle pan sitting in his truck. No um, way! So that long yeah, right hander, so huh? That that long right hander it killed two S two thousands at least last weekend. That's so. crazy. Le- Left handers is yeah. what what kills like Corvettes and GM motors. Okay, so I guess right handers are bad for S two thousand motors. Yeah, long sweeping right. That, that's a really long right hander too. That uh, right before the big straightaway. Yeah, um, like it goes and goes and goes and goes. Um, so yeah, S two thousand buddies, keep that. Uh, keep lots of oil in that thing. Make sure there was you're not quite a oil starving it. Right hander. Quite a lot of attrition with uh, car mechanicals. Luke's, yeah, we started uh, the weekend like with with twenty two, twenty three, and we ended with like seventeen or something. It was. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, Eric Meadows blew a transmission up and didn't miss a session. I know. That was impressive. So that's pretty really cool. Really impressive. Um, and then Luke, Luke's car run like a spotted ass ape all weekend. And then he finished race three. And I think he got second place, which turned into a win um, when Kutil DQ'd himself for being underweight. And then when he was rolling up the scales – his car just died, and we couldn't figure it out. Uh, blew the ECU fuse, and no idea what it was. Couldn't figure it out, and so he had to watch race four. And he got it, got it back to the house Monday, and his uh, evap pump shorted out. Right. Yeah, is that and that thing's not even like controlled by the Haltech. It just happens to be still plugged in, right? Yeah, it's, it's on that circuit. Well, I think everything's yeah. controlled by the Haltech. There's no factory ECU. I mean, in the but car. it's a thing he's not even using, right? Uh, it's plugged in, dude. I have no idea. I don't even know what an evap pump does, so I didn't even know my car uh, had one. Right. So, um, you know what it, it does? Probably, Can you explain it to me? Uh, so on, on old Hondas, there was the evap canister purge solenoid, and basically, um, it's like a gas tank, like, like a gas tank vent going into a charcoal cylinder. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's probably something to do with basically gas tank venting emissions so that, like, gasoline fumes have to go through something else in order to, you know, escape. Because when the oh. when the tank heats up, the fluid heats up, so you get some air rushing out of the tank, right? I um, see. And for, yeah, for emissions reasons, usually it runs through, like, a, a filter of some sort, generally like a charcoal yeah. canister. Because, like, an, like an um, old car, like, if you get an old car and you fill it up with gas... You can smell it inside when you drive off, right. you know? Yeah. But, like, in new cars, you don't ever smell any gas. So yeah, that must be that the, system. Yeah, that air goes through, yeah, that, that it rushes through basically a canister of, well, like, a canister of charcoal or some sort of desiccant or whatever. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that was probably it's crazy. something to do with that. All he did was unplug it, and then it, it ran fine. Like, unplugged the e Fixed the car by literally unplugging a thing. Yeah, yeah. So he could have raced race four, but hey, better than having to fix some dumb shit, you know? Yeah. How many times has he had to tow his car home and like yank the motor or trans out? Like that is an easy one. Put it up in the put it up on the lift. Uh, throw the multimeter on it a few times and then unplug something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 
Could be worse for him. No doubt. Yep. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty pleased with 2020's uh, GLTC. I mean, we had a little bit more aggression towards the end of the year that I'm I'm working on some uh, aggression, meaning like on track, like real aggressive driving uh, and a few yeah. little fender benders. But think, things that we're obviously we want to nip in the bud next year. Yeah, uh, we got a lot of ideas. Uh, but I overall, even, I mean, it was it I was ridiculous. So. I don't even know if it's. I don't even know if it's like over aggression as it is more of just people running out of running out of brain power in the moment. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think anyone yeah, really I, needs I think, to hit anyone. I think I think it stems No, it, I don't think it's that. I think it stems from by by aggression I mean like people really like they they aggressively they want to win the race or do better uh, very aggressively. And, like, yeah, they're like, like you said, they're, like, driving up slightly above their talent at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and once in a while you put your car in a stupid spot and there's no grip there or, you know, you, you don't know your track limits as well as you thought you did and there's somebody to your left uh, or your right or right in front of you or uh, something that we didn't see at NOLA, which was nice, was uh, kerfuffles on the start. The start was starts were really clean for the most part, um, but um, yeah, like a fifty car field at Midwest, like everybody comes pounding into turn one. Um, that's when you're gonna get some stuff happening, you know, like yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, just batting around a lot of ideas on how to uh, how to maintain the level of cleanliness that we um, have built the series on, and for the large part, has been like the norm you know close racing but also clean uh it's just hard to do like especially when you've got you know like we've had like pushing 200 different drivers driving gltc now so you're you're managing a lot of personalities that's true yeah i gotta be yeah, better uh, though it's not no excuses can't no can't gotta, be to me it's gotta be perfect it's gotta yeah. it's gotta be freaking perfect so no more of that yep. no bumpy no, bumpies you guys quit bumpy bumping. It's going to be the scarlet letter on everybody's windshield. Everybody's everybody will say one point, two points, yeah, three points. Gonna have to, and exhaust whistles uh, on their car too. Yeah, the Wee. bub rub woo woo. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, I'm I'm freaking tired. You got to go work on your car. I'm waiting for a train to park this dumb trailer. Um, so uh, yeah, if anybody wants to buy a twenty-foot enclosed trailer for cheap, it's in good shape. Um, letting her go for under four thousand bucks. So, Holla at your uh, boy. Yeah, if anybody wants a a nice, totally decent little trailer that has uh, stickers on the side that you will want to take off, uh, I have a trailer for you. So. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it says Jabay on the side of it with a dirt bike all over it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was my uncle's uh, dirt bike trailer and. Uh, but he's got uh, barns all over the place at his house, so it always lived indoors. It's not rusty. It's nice. Pretty. It's actually a really nice trailer, but it's just not the trailer that I need. You know. Yeah, you need more room. That's the only reason. But yeah, anybody I need, wants I need it. room, and I need like I need carrying capacity. Like I need I need to be able to overload my trailer. You know? Yeah, weight. You got to move weight. Yeah. yeah, lots of weight. <laughs> yeah, kilos, bro. Got to move kilos. Yeah, man. Yeah, we're rolling heavy down the highway, man. There are going to be some black cars out front of your house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there there, may or may not have been uh, drugs in my in my RV this weekend. Um, <laughs> not not, not for me, but uh, definitely one of the occupants uh, was, uh, he was... He was moving some weight. <laughs> so, moving some weight? I don't think you should yeah, say that on a podcast. Hey, bleep that oh, out. <laughs> it, it's legal in Illinois. It's legal here, man. So. Oh yeah, I don't. I yeah. don't think. I don't think so in Louisiana. <laughs> uh, well, catch me if Not you can. <laughs> they made. <laughs> they made everything legal in Oregon. You can just go. Yeah, man. Or decriminalize I, I whatever. Saw, I saw the 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 meme of uh, what's his face, uh, Ron Burgundy, uh, saying uh, in other news uh, the war on drugs. Uh, or whatever, yeah. <laughs> uh, and drugs won. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so. it was a long road, long battle, but <laughs> drugs won. Yeah, 
Yeah, drugs always persevered, you know. You know <laughs> around every corner, they're always there. And, uh, yeah, you can turns always, out the war on drugs is stupid. Y- so. You can always count on humans wanting to get twisted up. Yeah, man. I'm, uh, I'm thinking about... Uh, Thinking about that just about every night. Got to keep myself from it. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, podcast listeners. We will talk to yeah, you all thank soon. Thank you for our patience with us while we're so sleepy. And I'm on my Bluetooth. That kind of sucks. I need to get a new one. So Derek's probably struggling to hear me. Um, yeah. So. But you guys are going to hear mean. great audio depending on how much time Abe spends leveling the levels. Yeah, we'll see if I if I leveled the levels correctly too. So. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter what we do. You got you just press a button on the program, and it, it evens them all out. You yeah. just got to press if, a if button. <laughs> Abe Abe's moving, so it, we're lucky to get this shit up by Tuesday. So. Look, Abe, I don't care if you're moving. Okay. Yeah. Do your volunteer job. About, I don't care about that at all. <laughs> yeah. Do your volunteer <laughs> job. Come on. Yeah, man. What the heck, Abe. Uh, Don't make me find a new volunteer. <laughs> yeah, there's like there's like forty patrons that pay for this. Yeah, that's, or I don't that's know how weird. many there are now, but I haven't looked in a while. Yeah, well, we do appreciate those patrons. So. No doubt. Well, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll 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 toss together a show uh, in the next uh, few days for them. I actually have a, I have a show for them. So good. All right, yeah. Adam. All right. Well, I'm gonna talk turn. to you later, buddy. Yeah, later. No, man. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the Pit City Grid Live to say hello. Hello.